to Mark 11. What verse am I going to? <laughs> Mark 11, 22. Praise the Lord. A familiar verse. We, we uh, never heard of it before. Some people think that Kenneth Hagin wrote these verses because he preached on it all the time. And, uh, you know, he never stopped preaching on it. People wonder, well, why does he keep preaching on it? You know, he said, because nobody's getting it. <laughs> he said, you got to get it. When you get it, he'll stop preaching on it. And uh, so, you know, I mean, it's a basic scripture for us. Word of faith, yeah? Walk by faith and not by sight. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. Actually, we're going to start in 23. For verily I say unto you, this is Jesus talking, that whosoever, now this is in red, this is Jesus talking here, okay? I'm just reminding you. <laughs> just no words in the book. This is Jesus, our Lord and Savior, speaking to us because he wants the very best for us. He wants us to do things right. Amen? For verily I say unto you that whosoever, who's a whosoever? Are you a whosoever? Well, there's a few of you are not. Can you put your hand up if you're a whosoever? Can you put your hand up if you're a whosoever? Anybody, anybody, everybody, come on. You, this is acknowledgement. See, if I ask you to do something, it's an acknowledgement of what I'm saying. So you need to, you know, you need to do what I'm saying. <laughs> and shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not, what? Doubt in his heart, but shall believe, shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Hallelujah. So therefore, in verse 24, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, anybody have any desires? Anybody got any desires? Amen. When you pray, so whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, like that that's the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> for having things coming into your life, you know? But, you know, when was the last time you read that verse? I hadn't read it for a while. <laughs> and then today the Lord just kind of, he just told me when I got up this morning, that's what you'll be talking about tonight. And I thought, hmm, okay. So, you know, when you think about it, all of the things that we pray for, healing, prosperity, are all in the covenant, right? was obtained at Calvary. So we don't need to pray for it. We already have it because it was, it was part of our covenant 
Amen? In the atonement. So it's easy to make a demand on the covenant. Amen? And so we shouldn't have, you know, to be begging God to heal us or to put money in our hands, to, you know, in our bank account. We should just thank him that those things have already been given to us. Anybody agree with me? Amen. Okay. And amen now and again would be good. <laughs> I know you're awake. <laughs> I like amens. It, well, you know what? It is a declaration of faith. You're just saying that I'm agreeing with what you're saying. So you're taking that and now you're being in agreement with what I'm saying. So say amen as much as you can if you're agreeing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, it, you know, when he's saying, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. I mean, you can't even imagine that in your mind. You know, speaking to a mountain, having it removed and put in the sea. But I think there's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's, he's kind of saying that okay, there's mountains in your life. There's, there are things in your life that, you know, prevent you from going ahead that seem like mountains. But you have to, you take authority over those things. You take authority and overcome whatever things are in your way. Amen. Amen. There you go. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> But see, you know, like, are we believing? Are we really believing this? Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. I mean, like, that should be an everyday confession. I believe the things that I'm saying are coming to pass. They're coming to pass. Healing. Prosperity. Hallelujah. The things that Jesus obtained for us got bruised and broken and bled on the, on the cross through his blood. Hallelujah. It wasn't an easy task, even though he was Jesus, the son of God. He did it. All of our sicknesses and all of our diseases and all of our poverty, everything, everything that's of the kingdom of darkness that's been on us, he took it. And then it was over. It was over. When you ask Jesus to come into your life, that moment you were crucified with him. You were crucified with him in that moment. In Galatians it says, I'm crucified with Christ. And so it's not me who lives. It's Christ who lives in me. Huh. I mean that, you know, you meditate on that for a little while. And you can do anything, go anywhere, buy anything. It's there for us. The old things, time before Jesus, passed away, and all things have become new. It's all new. Ha ha. <laughs> we got it made. But, you know, there's a system. There's a system that we're kind of, I don't know. Maybe we're just not looking at it right. Anyway, God gave me some things today to show you how come those things seem to take so long and that they're, they're even in our lives. You know, because they shouldn't be in our lives. 
Ha, 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 ha. He shall have whatsoever he saith. There are safe unto you whatever so things you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So now your desire needs to line up with the will of God. So you need to know the will of God, right? And so righteousness, peace, and joy, those are the three things in the kingdom of God. <laughs> Does everything that you desire lines up with righteousness, peace, and joy? You know, it's a checklist. Because <laughs> he took our sin. If it's not righteousness, then it's sin, right? Jesus took our sin and carried that away and gave us his righteousness as a gift. It's a gift. You didn't even have to earn it. All you had to do was say, Jesus, come into my life. And now when you say, Jesus, come into my life, you're a new, say new, new, new creature. None of the old, in the past, in the back, whatever it was, exists anymore. Gone. Say gone. gone. <laughs> it's gone from my life. Hallelujah. You got to think about it a while because it always tries to trickle back in again in your thought life, in people coming, people saying things to you, situations happening, you know. So both Suzanne and Joanne had to go through their husbands going home. Just lately. I mean, you know, does that, you know, that's kind of like, oh, what does that do to your faith? You know, you're believing God and, you know, and, and things. But you know what? They both went to heaven. And I know Dave made the choice. He had time to make the choice. He made the choice. And they were both, I mean, wonderful people here on earth, touched so many lives. Right? Just reminds you that we don't have time to fool around. You know what I mean? We don't have time to play church. These are the last days. Say, these are the last days. Remind yourself, these are the last days. Heaven is, they're up there getting ready for us, setting the tables. And, you know, we're on our, we're getting another, we're getting a flight pretty soon. <laughs> going to the same place, glory to God, and we have eternal life. We have eternal life. This life is not the eternal life. <laughs> it's not. We have so much more. We got to think. We got to set our minds on things above, not on the things of the earth, because the things of the earth are going to pass away, right? God said he's never going to pass away. His word will never pass away. His word, this word that we're reading tonight is going to be with us forever. I'm looking at it. This is an old Bible of mine, and I'm looking at it. I mean, it's all marked up, written up, and everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. So our job is believing when we, when we pray and say, he brings it to pass. Believing. No shadow of doubt. No debate. No debate, as Gerald Roy would say. No debate. <clears throat> no matter what, what's happening in anybody else's life, 
whatever you say, what even is happening in your own life, the Word of God is the truth, and it does not change. It's on the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's the Word of God. God is His Word. God and His Word are one. His Word will never change forever and forever and forever. We can't make it, we can't adjust it and, you know, make our own interpretation. And although we do that, <laughs> we do that, we have our way of living. And I'm not saying I got it all together. I, I'm not saying I know everything. I don't. I mean, sometimes you're just learning through one situation. <laughs> what? What? What did you say? <laughs> oh, you said amen. Okay. <laughs> now, ushers, keep an eye on this man over here. <laughs> he might have to get thrown out. <laughs> Anyways, so so anyway, there are some things, you know, that I'm going to talk to you tonight about. Because, um, like, okay, we'll go to verse 25. It says, and when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So it's a hindrance. Unforgiveness in your life is a hindrance. Having ought, having ought, and ought is, can be just a little thing. Just a little thing. You know, not a huge, big thing. Most of the stuff that happens to us, to the person who does it to us, it's nothing to them, you know? But to you, it probably keeps you awake every night and pacing the floor and, you know, getting ulcers and stuff because you're worried about what people are thinking about you. And, <laughs> and they're not giving you another thought. Pretty sad, isn't it, that we live our lives like that under that kind of duress. It's perplexing, Joanne. <laughs> perplexing <laughs> so don't have aught against any that's not many any any anyone so right now I'm sure you know as I'm speaking you have a list of people you think you might have some aught against somebody said something somebody did something somebody caught you off in traffic or you know, trampled on your best dress. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, there's things that happen in your life. So, so our thing is to keep in love, right? You have to stay in love. And I think we just kind of generalize that. But I'm saying here, be specific. Because if there are things in our lives that are, they're not huge, but they're hindering us. So, you know, we just do this. Father, if there's anything in my heart that, you know, that I, I need to do, if I need to forgive somebody, or I just forgive everybody. <laughs> I forgive everything that anybody did to me ever. You know? Say it with me. Father, Father I, forgive I forgive all of those, all those who, have me who have offended me in the past. Even today, even five minutes ago, <laughs> I forgive them. Praise the Lord. I'm sure I told you the story before about Gary and I when we first started going out. 
And I, you know, we were out for a walk and I did not, I didn't, like it wasn't a preconceived thing. And um, I just took his hand and I said, I just want you to know, I forgive you for anything you will ever do against me from now until forever. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? But you know what? It gave him free license, I guess, you know, to do whatever he wanted. But he, he, you know, that, <laughs> he's laughing over there. <laughs> he hasn't been bad. He's been good. He's been very good, you know. And I haven't had to use that. But, you know, a lot. <laughs> now and again, maybe. Because <laughs> nobody's perfect, right? And he's had to forgive me for things as well. But as long as you forgive, that's the main thing. As long as you forgive, you know? And I mean, you don't need, I mean, you should ask if you've done something and you know it was wrong and you've hurt somebody and you should, you know, go and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you with what I said. Please forgive me. How hard is that? You know? And, and keep your, your slate clean. Keep it clean. You know, and, and there's lots of times, I mean, especially with husbands and wives. I mean, you're living together all the time, you know. Somebody burns the toast. Somebody squeezes the toothpaste the wrong way. You know, there's all, the, there's all those little things. <laughs> but, you know, after a while, some of those little things grow up, you know, to be big things. You know, why does he always leave that clothes all over the floor? You know, I mean, you know, but those are little things. You don't even think about them being, you know, a thing that you'd have to forgive somebody for. But you should. Just just say it. I forgive him. <laughs> I forgive her. Just walk in forgiveness. Jesus looked down from the cross after he was bruised and beaten and nailed to the cross, and his skin was like, like his body was like hamburger meat. He was bleeding. He couldn't breathe. And we've never been nailed to a cross. I mean, physically. We say we're crucified with Christ, but we've never physically been nailed to a cross and left there. He died there. He died there. Satan thought he had won. But The last thing that he said from the cross, I think it was the last thing, was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he says, because he forgave us, as Christ forgave us, we should forgive one another, especially brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. That was what he said for three hours. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was on the cross, hardly able to breathe, and he was speaking those words out of his mouth. The idea that it was repetitive, it was a continuous action. Yeah, Until he finally said in, in the middle of it all, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. When your sin and my sin landed on him. Yeah, yeah. It was the first time he'd ever been separated from his dad. So, I mean, you know, what, what a, how, how does anybody do that, right? Can we do that? 
Can we do that? Can we forgive them for they don't know what they do? Now stop, stop being silly now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Rick? <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. We're having fun. We're just having fun. But anyway, it's a serious thing, you know, when you're thinking about it, that that forgiveness, that's the same forgiveness that he wants us to forgive. You know, forgive Justin Trudeau, you know, for the things that he's done against the church and against people and, you know, taking rights away, you know, and that kind of thing. It's horrendous. But we must forgive him for that. Not forgive, you know, forgive him, the per person, so that God can speak to him. And it's not really, and it's not to say that it makes it right or wrong, you know, you're right or you're wrong, but it makes it right for you, right? I mean, you could be the one, you know, you could be the one accusing somebody and, and you put you're wrong. But if you forgive them, they forgive you. Well, you know, maybe they won't forgive you. Maybe they don't say that. Maybe you don't have that opportunity for them to come to you. That would be great if they could, if you could come together and forgive one another, you know? So, you know, just, just as you're walking through this walk, be, be conscious of, of the fact that we're walking a thin line and the enemy is contending for you. The enemy is always contending for you and looking for that way. What we're trying to, what I'm trying to show you tonight is that there are things in our lives that we probably might not be aware of that is hindering things from happening for us to walk in the fullness of God, you know? And especially in families with, you know, siblings and parents and that kind of thing. I mean, your children, you know, sometimes you look back and you say, oh, my gosh, you know, I raised my kids and, you know, I, I didn't do this right and I didn't do that right. And, you know, I can't go back and fix that. If I have the opportunity, I can ask my children to forgive me for anything that I've done to them in their lives and uh, or else just uh, plead the blood of Jesus and just say, God, I messed up. But there's nothing I can do. You forgive me. And, and, you know, and I pray for my children to forgive me. And then it's done. It's done. And then you don't have to go beating yourself up and saying what a rotten parent you were and how you didn't do this right and that right. And if I'd only done this and only done that, I mean, you drive yourself nuts. <laughs> they don't remember half of it anyway. They were, you know, too young, or they were teenagers, or they're, you know, now they have kids of their own, and so they, they know exactly, you're, you're the smartest person on earth now. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's uh, those things that, from our past that tend to kind of creep in. They creep in, so it's kind of like a fog sometimes, and you're just kind of driving along in your car, and you're, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, remember when I did that? Well. It's, you know, don't do that. I say, God, please forgive me for anything. I, you did the best that you could. 
I did the best that I could. You know, everybody has different situations to live through. And I know a lot of you here, you know, that have, that have situations when you were kids that, that tend to want to follow you around. And uh, so don't let them. Don't let it. Shut it down. Shut it down. Just put the blood of Jesus on your mind and say, no, no, I'm not letting that in. I'm not doing that. You know, forgive yourself. Ask God to forgive you and move on. And don't go back there. And say, like, well, if I did that, then they wouldn't be like that today. <laughs> not your fault. Say, I'm blameless. blameless. I'm blameless. blameless. Not taking the responsibility for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because, you know, if you, if you, if you don't have odd against any, or, you've, or if you do have odd, you'll be thrown to the tormentors. The devil comes to tease and torment. Like that song that Ashton sings. He teases and torments you. You know, and we've experienced that. We've experienced anybody who has not experienced that. You know that you just got to tell the devil to take a hike and get out of your life and shut up. He's the accuser, as he's what he's known as in heaven, the accuser of the brethren. You are the brethren, and he's the accuser. Hallelujah. So be quick to forgive and repent. Just be quick. Just do it. You do something wrong. Don't let it fester. Don't let it stay on your mind. Don't let it, you know, get at you. Because it'll bring sickness to you. It'll bring, it's a cause of sickness. It, a root of bitterness gets, you know, in there. We'll talk about that in a second. So Luke 17, is this helping anybody? Yeah. The Lord told me it would. <laughs> it's something you have to practice, it's all. It's not a word that you just hear and don't do. <laughs> this is a do word, okay? It's you have to do it. Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. And then... Um, In 17 and verse 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say to the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now here's the interesting thing. Of course, you know, they said, to, they said Lord, Increase our faith. Well, he really couldn't increase his, their faith. They had, the, they had the, the gift of faith, right? And, um, you know, the Lord said, uh, the mustard seed, I mean, the mustard seed is a very, very tiny, tiny little seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? It is so tiny. But it grows a big tree. And here, listen to this. The sycamine tree has a root system. And so, you know where I'm going with this? Sycamine tree that was plucked up and put into the sea, the one you're speaking to, has a root system. 
affects a lot of things in your life. That sycamine tree. You know, money, relationships, uh, health. So in that, in that time when there's, a, you know, you have odd against somebody or unforgiveness against somebody, that root of bitterness can start to grow. And that, that's a dangerous thing because it affects, that root of bitterness affects other systems in your life. It's not just one system. It's the whole, the whole root system. And that's the first time I saw that. Did anybody else know that today? Everybody else probably did. You, you, Suzanne knew, of course. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Oh, I didn't remember preaching about it. But anyway, because the root system was the thing that got to me. Like, if there's any unforgiveness in your life, the whole system. See, it's going to affect your relationship with your husband or wife or your children, or your bank account, or your workplace, or, you know, whatever, whatever, or whoever, <laughs> or whatever is going on in your life, right? If you're praying and believing God for something and it's not coming to pass, that system has probably been affected. That's why it's so important to have, you know, that forgiveness operating. The forgiveness that Jesus had from the cross. Now we need to pray for the grace to operate in that. Amen? Because that is supernatural. That is not natural. We can't do that. We can't do that forgiving in our own selves, but we can by faith. Amen? Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Try to move along here now. Hebrews chapter 12, um, verse 12. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. It's titled to this part of this, this chapter is Exhortation to Holiness. Wherefore, lift up the hands when you're not feeling great about yourself, when you're feeling down in the dumps and the doldrums and you're putting yourself down and, you know, blaming your stuff for, yourself for everything. Lift up. What does that look like to you? Lift up the hands that hang down. What does it look like? Anybody watching me? Nobody's watching me. <laughs> Lift up the hands. Lift up your hands with me. Lift up the hands that hang down. And lift and the feeble knees. So we're having a little dance. <laughs> lifting up of hands and lifting up of feeble knees. That's what you do when you start to get depressed or you start to get down on yourself. And you go, ha, 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 ha. It's a good time to rejoice 
You see what Ashton does it up here every every time she's up here. She's jumping and singing. <laughs> right? Come on, we got to practice. You're home by yourself in your living room. You feel kind of foolish jumping around and lifting your hands. No, we got to get that kind of lifestyle happening. We got to practice. If you practice it at home, you'll be have no problem practicing it. You'll be up here at the front with your hands up and your knees up. That's what heaven's going to be like. That's what they're doing in heaven right now. They got their hands up and they get the knees up. <laughs> Because there ain't no sadness in heaven. No. no more sorrow there. No more sorrow. Just gladness. Say gladness. gladness. When was the last time you had a belly laugh? Come on, you should have at least three a day. <laughs> yeah. Joanne was talking to us over in PEI and she was encouraging us. <laughs> We were laughing, talking about heaven, how wonderful heaven's going to be. And to see all of our friends and our, you know, relatives and people we know all around the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. We can have heaven on earth. Why can't we have heaven on earth? That's what praise and worship is supposed to be for. Every Sunday, every Thursday, we're here. You know, okay, we got four songs. All right, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Get up, have a sermon. Well, a duet, you know, what is it? A sermon and a duet and go outside and have a cigarette. Well, you know, if that's all church is, a sermonette, a, a duet, and go outside and have a cigarette. That's nothing. See, you know, really, we're talking about this in prayer on Wednesday, that... We are, this is a church, but we are so much more than just a church. We are the body of Christ, the body, the body of Christ. We are part of his body. Ha! Huh? His blood's running through our veins. So that's why every church is supposed to have a purpose. Every person in the church is supposed to have a purpose. What is the purpose? What is the purpose? Lay hands on the sick. <laughs> Preach the gospel. Not just here in the church, in the building. No. And I think that's one thing that COVID has taught us. <laughs> you got to get out there. And there's still, I mean, there's still people who haven't come back to church. We want you back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let me tell you a few things. I'm just going to tell you a few, few more things. This. Oh, pardon me. Did I, I didn't read verse 15. I don't know if I read anything. Oh, I didn't even read it. I didn't read any of it. I'm going to read it right now. I said, okay. Okay, so. <laughs> am I reading? Oh, yeah. Okay. I see where I am now. 
He was 11. 12, 12. Okay, here I am. Oh, oh. the fan blew the pages over. <laughs> okay, so we lift up the hands, lift up the knees, and make straight the paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. See, that's the root of bitterness that I'm talking about. Many become defiled by that root of bitterness. And it's a dangerous, lethal thing. So remember that the next time you get mad at somebody. Don't ever let the sun go down on your wrath. I don't care if you got to phone somebody over in China. <laughs> and say, I forgive you. <laughs> but you can release it. No, I don't know anybody in China. But I'm just trying to make a point here that it's important, okay? It's important. All right. So I wanted to go now into looking at the sycamine tree and its characteristics, all right? It grows in dry areas. So you're dry. <laughs> Get up to the front of the church and dance and sing and praise the Lord. Read the word, pray in the spirit. I mean, you got to get some something flowing in your life, right? Stir yourselves up. Stir yourselves up. It's fun. <laughs> Stirring yourself up. Isn't it, Suzanne? <laughs> okay, so here's something else. It produces fruit, but it's bitter fruit, bitter fruit, and you're grumbling and complaining and all that and murmuring and feeling yucky, it comes out of your mouth. It comes out of your heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You cannot hide it. You can't hide it. You ever notice when anybody who's angry comes into a room and it's stomping in and you know, <laughs> you know right away they don't even have to open their mouth. You know right away. There's something going on that's not right. That's not godly. You know it, right? They might be justified. It might be justified. But you know what? It's not the right way to do it. Okay. Um, and here's how it's pollinated. It's pollinated by the um, sting of a wasp. How did you know that? <laughs> he knew that. <laughs> oh, maybe that's where it's all written down from. Maybe he's preached this before. But so there you go. Who's the wasp? The devil. The sting of the wasp. See? You can get stung by that wasp. So you have to be aware. You have to be, you know, guard your heart with all diligence and teach your children to guard their hearts. 
you know, like not to be angry and be, you know, to be gentle and kind. You go through the fruit of the Spirit. Read Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, you know. Love is patient and kind and never envious, never blows over with jealousy. Acts unbecomingly. <laughs> you know, suffers long <laughs> and is kind. Take no account of any evil done to you. Come on now. Take no account. Say no account. That means like you haven't even heard it. No. 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 Praise the Lord. Take no account. Pretend it wasn't even said or done. Ignore. Igno say ignore. <laughs> and laugh a lot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> laugh a lot. Okay. And the wood of the sycamine tree is used for caskets. So you don't want no part of that sycamine tree. Right? Anybody want a part of that sycamine tree? I don't. I don't. I don't even want it near me. I don't want it near me. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you don't deal with offense, it can cause death. So owe nothing to anyone but to love them. And it's not what you hear, it's what you do. Faith works by love. See, all this is about faith. Our faith being alive in us, walking by faith and not by sight. Walking by faith and not by sight. See, the word says, don't look at circumstances. Don't let circumstances control you. Don't let your body control you. Don't let your unrenewed mind control you. But, and that's why you have to renew your mind so you can think like God thinks. And all right away, those thoughts, God thoughts, come up in your mind. Are you always going to get it right? No. But you can always say, God, forgive me for anything that I did that I didn't know that I did. <laughs> anything that I said, anyone that I hurt, forgive me. You know? It's clearing the slate. And then, okay, there's one more step. Ask for the forgiveness and then... Receive the forgiveness, which means you shut it off. You don't think about it anymore. You forget it because God forgets about it. You know? I mean, have you got to go back for the same thing over, you know? Do, just do it. <laughs> don't be embarrassed in front of God. You can't be embarrassed in front of God. He won't let you be. You know, in Christ, there is no now. Now, no condemnation for them that are in Christ. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, with, go with the mindset that no one owes you anything. <laughs> Don't expect anything from anybody. <laughs> and you'll never be disappointed. <laughs> and if you get something, wow, wow. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but just love people. Doesn't matter if people give you stuff or don't give you stuff or call you up or, you know, make you feel good. Well, nobody ever calls me. Nobody ever says anything to me. Well, call somebody. Be the caller. Don't wait to be called. Be the caller. I'll give you the list of the church. You can call everybody. All these empty chairs. 
Fill us up. Come on, call those people that, that are not here. People you haven't seen. Come on. Let's get with the program. Thank you, Lord. Love your enemies. That's what it says in Matthew 5, 44. Those who despitefully use you. And <laughs> when anyone says anything against you, jump for joy. Rejoice. Glory to God. Someone's persecuting me for righteousness sake. Woo! Ha ha! I'm in the tall cotton now. I'm in the Jesus cotton now. See, that's what Jesus, Jesus never paid attention. He never paid attention unless it was to the religious leaders who were leading the people astray that way, right? But he loved them too. He loved them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. So lay hold of the faithfulness of God. You know, we can say that for sure. God is faithful. Say it with me. God is faithful. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And thank you for being faithful yourselves. You're faithful. You were faithful to come to church tonight. I said that we got the, the most preached up elders in the world because they're here every Sunday and every Thursday. How, and I mean, I'm all you others too, but I noticed that all the elders, they come every Thursday night. That's awesome. Let's give them a hand. They're being so awesome. <laughs> and you're all awesome. You're all awesome. I love you all. I feel like I'm pregnant with everybody. You know, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 11, 11. What was that one? That was a good one, I know. Okay, so in Hebrews 11, that's God's heart of faith, hall of faith. In Hebrews 11, 11, through faith also Sarah, remember Sarah, received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. She judged God faithful who had promised. Now, you might be let down sometimes in life, disappointed, you know, things turned out the way they did. But you know what? You're still here. Jesus is in your heart. He's given you everything you need to build yourself up in faith and love. He's given you a family who will support you and be here for you. So, you know, I mean, things happen that all, it all doesn't turn out the way that we thought, you know? Who thought Dana wasn't ever going to be here? Who thought Dave wasn't ever going to be here? I miss them both. I think about them all the time. But you know what? When I think about them, I'm happy because I see them in heaven. And I see them 
you know, being a part of that family. And they were received with such graciousness and, and love that, you know, like they're not even thinking about us. Well, I'm, I, I shouldn't say that. They're thinking about us, but not in the way, you know, they're not sorry for us. They're getting ready for us. They're getting ready. Dana's got a Joanne's chair right there, and he's like, now she, you know, got to have it a certain way, and, you know, and Dave is getting Suzanne's over. No, no, she wouldn't like that. No, no, put, let's put it this way. You know, they're fussing about you up there in heaven, waiting, wait. Hallelujah. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.